Hello, and welcome to episode two of Seeking Serotonin with me, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so I took a little brief hiatus for a week because, well, for a few reasons. Uh, first, I was sick again because, you know, my immune system's garbage, but also because of the midterms, which is not what we're going to talk about today because I hear about it enough in all of my classes and everywhere that it's like, you know what, we're going to skip that one, at least for now. But I will say that the midterms went really well for Democrats, except in the Senate, but everywhere else, some really great results. And so I've had a really great week. Okay, cool. So today we're going to talk about procrastination. And the reason why I chose this topic now is because I have always been a really huge procrastinator. That's like my thing. Um, I rarely get things done ahead of time. When I do, I feel great. But for the most part, my brain operates on like, you got to get it done the latest you can because then you'll be motivated. Um, Don't know how effective that is for my mental health, but it is effective for my grades. So you know what? Like, that's just what we got to do. So anyways, uh, what we're going to discuss today is like why procrastination is a thing. Um, if there's anything we can find in our brain chemistry about it, if there's any benefits of procrastination, uh, what are the negative impacts, and then what are some potential ways to break the cycle. Cool. So I'm going to start with the Science Behind Procrastination. It's a real simple article. That's the name of the magazine. That's not me being facetious. Um, but anyways, so uh, in this article, they talk about the different things in our brain chemistry that are behind procrastination. And it really turns out that our brain is wired to procrastinate. The reason behind this is that there's basically a fight going on between two parts of our mind when we don't want to do something. There's the limbic system, which is the kind of unconscious zone that we don't really think about, but that includes the pleasure center. And then there's the prefrontal cortex, which is our planner and like thinking about, oh gosh, like this is what we have to do. Um, So often the limbic system wins because it's one of the oldest and most dominant portions of the brain. And it's kind of on auto mode. So basically, it tells you to kind of avoid unpleasant tasks because it's like, you know what, we want to go party and we want to go have fun and like binge watch this TV series instead of doing your work. Um, And basically, this comes down to a concept that Dr. Timothy, not going to even try his last name, uh, basically a psychology professor in Canada refers to the concept as immediate mood repair, um, and that's what it's trying to direct you towards. Meanwhile, the prefrontal cortex is a relatively newer and weaker portion of the brain. Basically, it's what allows you to, like, gather information, make decisions, all that fun stuff. Um, Basically, what separates us from other animals, although I will say that there are other animals that are really smart, like dolphins and pigs 
and dogs. So, um, I don't really buy that part, but, uh, you know what? That's fine. Anyways, so the prefrontal cortex is located immediately behind the forehead, um, which explains why we're just like, oh my gosh, like, think already, think, 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 and we're just like smacking our head, or maybe I just do that, um, but, uh, anyways, so there's nothing really automatic about making us do things with our prefrontal cortex. It's something that we have to actually like make start rather than our limbic system, which is already automatic. It's on the go. It's like, you want to just avoid all of this, um, and go watch TV or, you know, go hook up with somebody or whatever. And instead you do have to consciously engage with your prefrontal cortex and say, I have to sit down, write this essay, read this book, finish this assignment, whatever. Um, and often the limbic system wins because, you know, we like to do things that we enjoy rather than things that we don't want to do. Um, and so that's why procrastination is pretty universal among most of us, especially in college. Like, I know that it's really hard to break out of the cycle of procrastination when you're in college because, at least for me, I always want to go have fun and, like, do whatever, and there's always opportunities to go, like, make plans with people, and it's like, I really just don't want to do this assignment and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, like, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't for the better. Um, and so that kind of leads into the benefits of being a procrastinator, according to Medium, which I really like that site. I know that some people don't, but I definitely appreciate the work that they do, among other things, on like reproductive rights and just like general advice and stuff. So I'm not sponsored by them, but if Medium wants to sponsor me, I'm down. <laughs> um, so back to the article. So basically, some of the benefits of being a procrastinator are really dependent on what type of learner you are. So if you're somebody who is able to work really efficiently when there's time constraints and you're under pressure, then that can be good for you. Like you, like you'll still get your work done on time if you're able to do this, and you may end up being happier than if you had spent the entire week being like, oh my gosh, like, why am I not starting this? Why am I not starting this? Um, rather than just saying, you know what, I'm going to save it until the last day and I'm going to get it done and it's going to be great. Um, so that really depends though, like if you can do that. Like I think that there's a lot of people, including myself, who yes, you can work under pressure, but should you? Maybe, maybe not. You just have to see what works with you. Um, so another thing that applies more towards, like, professional life is, like, I mean, at least in my internship, there's been times where I've rushed to get something done, um, just to, like, impress my bosses or whatever, and then I find out that the piece of work that I just did is no longer needed. So sometimes putting tasks off until it gets closer to the deadline it may end up cutting out some unnecessary work from your life when things change. I wouldn't rely on this all the time, especially with college. Um, definitely with college, like you should just <laughs> focus on the major deadlines and get those things done because it's very rare that any professor would ever um, 
and cancel an assignment. Maybe cancel a class, but not an assignment. Um, another good thing about procrastinating is like you get to enjoy life in the moment. And, you know, I think that's really important. I think that it's not worth staying in a library all day if you don't have to, if you can like enjoy the sun and get out. And like, as long as you know that you're going to get everything done, it's okay to allow yourself time to, you know, take care of yourself and have fun and go do things. So, I mean, I don't think that procrastinating is always bad. Um, But there is a really good point about, you know, how much procrastinating can reduce anxiety is really dependent upon two things. It's first dependent upon how anxious you are about the task itself. So if you are more anxious about the task, maybe putting something off can reduce it. But if you're anxious about procrastinating, that doesn't really, it basically equals itself out. Um, and sometimes the anxiety about procrastinating can be worse than the original anxiety about getting the assignment done. Um, so it really, it's more of something that you just kind of have to think through on your own and kind of be like, does the anxiety about this assignment outweigh the anxiety that I may have about procrastinating? And if it does, then, you know, you could put it off and that may actually help reduce some anxiety about it. But if, um, if the procrastinating, the act of procrastinating makes you anxious, then that might be something you have to think through. Um, basically the whole reasoning behind that part is that like, when we don't want to do things, it can make us anxious or uncomfortable. And if we have the time to mentally prepare ourselves and tackle the assignment or the goal or whatever, when we're ready, then we may be able to reduce the overall anxiety about doing that thing. Um, For example, I was supposed to go skydiving a few years ago, and I was supposed to go with my dad, and I don't really like my dad. (laughs) Um, So I guess my main anxiety was just like, I didn't really want to hang out with him for that long on a plane, going up, learning about skydiving, blah, blah, blah. So it got to the point where I was, like, so anxious about, like, the whole thing that I was, like, I can't do it. And, you know, I do kind of wish that I had, and I probably will in the future, but I think that it really speaks to how if you're not mentally prepared for something, you can really psych yourself out. Um, additionally, you know, when you're procrastinating, your mind is still aware that you do have to eventually get the task done. So what may happen uh, in some cases is that you may end up thinking about different ways to improve what you're doing um, just throughout your day-to-day life. Like sometimes I will be in the shower or just walking home from work or something and I'll think of something that's related to an assignment and I'll be like, oh, that's awesome. Like I didn't even think of that when it first came up and I wouldn't have thought about it if I had just jumped into the assignment immediately. So sometimes it can help. Um, And then the last benefit of procrastinating that I think is particularly true is like, you know, back in like ancient societies like Greece and Rome, procrastination was actually like highly respected um, because it was a sign that you like were affluent and enough of a leader to 
sit around and think things through rather than just jump into an activity. And I feel like that's basically like a major fuck you to our current system that is just like ridiculously fast paced. And, you know, like I was reading an article about like our fast paced world recently and there was a lot of good points about like how our species originally was not evolved to be just on the go all the time. Like we typically were really connected with nature and had a slower pace. And like, I understand that, you know, since the industrial revolution and like development of all these different technologies that of course things are going to get faster, but it's gotten to the point where like, there's almost a thing of like, you know, you don't have enough time. Um, and time poverty is actually a recognized social and psychological stressor now because, like, there's not enough time for everything. I mean, like, you have jobs, you have school, work, family to attend to, friends, like, keeping up with everybody else. And it's it takes a toll. It's exhausting. Um, so I, I feel like it's okay once in a while to slow down and just kind of find ways to de-stress or, you know, don't immediately jump into an assignment if you're stressed about it, like, if you don't have to. So that's that on that part. Um, I do have to say that there are several, like, negative effects of procrastination. Uh, this is from a Lifehack article. Um, I think the, the title's kind of, you know, a lot the title of the piece is Eight Dreadful Effects of Procrastination That Can Destroy Your Life. Um, I mean, it can, but I don't know. I think that's a little bit much, but whatever. Anyways, we'll go through some of them. So one of the things that they know is like, we tend to procrastinate sometimes because of a low self-esteem, but procrastinating doesn't only reinforce this, it makes it even worse. So like, you, when you procrastinate, you may start to doubt and question, like, what's wrong with you? Why, why can't I just do this? Like, and that can lead down a slippery slope. And I've been there before, like, I've done that. But I mean, you know, it really depends. Like, if you have a higher self-esteem, you probably don't have to worry about this. But if you've struggled with self-esteem in the past, like, you may want to think through whether procrastinating is helpful to you or not. Um, you know, additionally, there is a possible way that, like, through procrastinating, we can have emotions rather than logic make our decisions for us, which isn't always a bad thing. But sometimes, you know, like, for example, some people may decide in the final hour that they're going to cheat on an assignment um, because time's running out and they have to get something in. And, like, that can have a negative result on your happiness, on your school work, on your life in general. So it's something that has to be thought through. Like, I would say that, you know, it really depends on the task at hand. Like, if you're deciding to go skydiving, you're not, like, I'm pretty sure it's okay to procrastinate a little bit, um, unless it's something that you really want to do. But if it's getting an assignment done and the difference is, you know, taking some time throughout the week to get things done or wait until the last minute and then cheat, like, I think that the former is more important. Um, procrastination has also been linked to mental health issues like stress and anxiety, which, like, makes sense. Um, it can also lead to feelings of depression, depression. 
And I'm, I didn't read anything about this, but I'm assuming that, you know, if you already are prone to stress, anxiety, depression, other things that procrastinating can make that worse. And that's something that I've had to think through recently because like I have several mental health um, related issues, I would say. Um, and so I've procrastinated most of my life on things, not on things that I'm really excited about. Like if it's outside of a school context, I don't typically procrastinate. But if it is within a school context, I do procrastinate often. It is really hard to get out of the cycle. And I do often end up getting more stressed about things. Um, But, you know, I think at the same time for me, I also typically don't have negative side effects from procrastinating. And I don't really know how that's worked up until this point. But, you know, that's just how it is. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, ultimately, it is kind of like thinking through whether or not procrastination is going to serve you well. If you know that you can wait on an assignment and that you'll have more thought put into the assignment and you'll have a sharper mind if you wait on it, then that's great. If you're someone who's prone to anxiety or depression or stress, it is something that you do have to think through about whether or not procrastination is working for you. And a lot of us may be thinking, okay, yeah, procrastination's not working. What can we do about it? So there's several different things um, that I've found that could be really helpful. Um, One thing that I definitely recommend is kind of looking through um, what the assignment entails and then breaking it down into smaller parts. Um, And I think that this is actually really helpful to make things manageable. Uh, And, you know, it it definitely, at least for me, has kind of reframed how I think about an assignment. Because, like, if I do small chunks of it at a time rather than waiting until the last minute, I don't feel as stressed if it does get down to the wire and I still have things to finish. And, you know, during the whole process of getting the assignment done, I feel like, okay, like, I've at least gotten some stuff done. Like, I'm not a complete failure or whatever. Um, so, yeah, breaking things down can really help out. Another thing that can really help is changing your environment. So, for example, I don't really get a lot of stuff done in my apartment because of many reasons. One of them being that we have a pest issue in the apartment, and it really just disgusts me to ever be in the apartment at all. Um, how many times can I say apartment in a row without punching myself in the face? Uh, but anyways, so regardless of where it is, if you notice that the environment that you're working in is making you want to sleep or making you want to just, you know, laze around or not laze around, I think that that's not really fair. Cause like, I think, you know, self care and, you know, taking time to relax shouldn't be considered lazy, especially in our current context of a, you know, super capitalist society where we are all expected to just be on the go 100%. So, you know, I retract that part. But I will say that, like, if your work environment is just making you want to just not do the assignment or, you know, like anything but work, then you should look about changing your workplace. I know that I typically do get a lot of work done at Starbucks, which we talked about in the last episode. Um, But, you know, like Starbucks or a different library or even just like 
you know, if you have Wi-Fi outside, like going outside and thinking through things, like it's really about what in work environment will do the most for your productivity and for you to feel the best about getting your work done. Um, some other things that can help is, you know, sometimes doing the worst thing first out of all your assignments is good to do because um, there is another professor from Canada. I don't really know why I got all these different Canadian professors as like my sources this week, but I mean, I'll take it. But Dr. Piers Steele says that we have a, a limited depletable supply of willpower and resources. And that's true. I mean, we don't, throughout the day, most of us, if not all of us, lose energy as the day goes on. And so, you know, attacking the hardest task when you have the most energy can give yourself the strongest chance of success. If you wait on an assignment that is stressing you out and you wait until the end of the day to get it done when you're doing other things like, I don't know, taking notes on something that you could be taking notes on but isn't as important or doing another task that isn't as necessary, then by the time you get to the task that you're stressing over, you may not have the energy to do it to the best of your ability or do it at all. So that's something to consider. Um, another thing is reviewing your progress midday. So I know that a lot of times, at least for me, I'll write to-do lists um, of things I have to do, and I'll get to the end of the day, like after 5 p.m. or so, and just be like, oh my gosh, I did nothing that I had to do. And I may have not even had the time to do those things, but regardless, I feel disappointed in myself if I don't have all those assignments done. So something that can help is, you know, around midday each day, looking at what you've accomplished, reminding yourself of what you have to get done, and then kind of changing pace if you have to. I know that for me, caffeinated beverages from Starbucks definitely can help motivate me a little bit more or at least give me a little bit more energy. I know it's not the same for everybody, but basically the whole gist behind this idea is like if there's a assignment that's due that still has a high priority and it's only like 1 p.m., you have plenty of time to get it done in most cases. But if you wait until, you know, later in the day, then you might be like, oh my gosh, I have so much I have to do. Now you're in crisis mode and things are not going to get done the way that you'd like them to. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about today is I have a personal recommendation for procrastinating. So this is one way to kind of decrease distractions from what you're doing. There's a really amazing app called Forest, F-O-R-E-S-T, on the Apple Store and Google Play. It's been extremely helpful in my efforts to combat procrastination and get things done. Um, the app does cost $1.99, so there is a paywall to it, but it definitely was one of the best purchases that I've made in a while. Um, basically how it works is that the app has you plant a virtual tree from anywhere between 10 minutes to two hours. Um, and during that time, you're expected to not close out of the app, otherwise the tree will die. Now, I know this isn't like the most powerful incentive for everyone, but for me, I noticed that I was more motivated to get things done when I wasn't constantly checking my phone. And plus, you know, you get a virtual tree at the end to symbolize your success. And like that can be a symbol of like, oh, cool, like I got something done. Um, and like, it's not foolproof. 
I've closed out of the app before, and then the tree dies, and then I'm like, oh darn. But I still get the assignment done. It's not like I'm immediately thwarted from getting anything done. But, you know, I've really enjoyed the app. Most other apps didn't do much for me, but I would say that if you're looking for something that could help and is fun, um, and really only costs $2, which I know can be cost prohibitive for some, but if you have the funds for it, I would recommend get, giving it a shot. Um, I would like to note that they did not sponsor me, but if Forrest also wants to sponsor me, that would be great. Um, but anyways, so that's it for this week. I have really enjoyed thinking through procrastination um, and the thoughts behind it, like the brain chemistry behind it was super interesting for me to learn about. Um, and I think that, you know, at the end of the day, it really just does depend on what works best for you. For me, procrastinating works to a certain extent, and then I get too anxious, and then I can't do anything, and I just feel overwhelmed, and I fall asleep, and then I wake up and my assignment's not done um, still. But procrastination can work for some people. For other people, it can't. I think that the best way to think through it is, you know, just working around what works best for you and, you know, just going on from there because ultimately there's no one solution to either solving procrastination or just getting work done in general. So it's more about thinking through what works best for you. I've said that like three times already, (laughs) but it's true. And um, yeah, so that's really it for this week. But uh, thank you so much for listening. This podcast is now available on most streaming services. I know it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, which I use to film the podcast um, or record it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so thank you so much. Uh, Make sure that if you enjoy this, that you can rate it or review it or do whatever you want. Um, If you don't enjoy it, I would definitely love some feedback from y'all. And uh, have a great week. Bye.